Welcome to a Junk Food Podcast Network production of An Elegant Weapon Presents Spoiler Alert Theater. Starring the Knights of the Pod Table, and we are all convening to bring you the Resident Evil session. I figured it'd be easier to just make Indeed. it a, make it a, like a general Resident Evil thing rather than having just the last movie. What was the last movie? Five or six? Five. Five. Retribution. Right, Retribution. I, I remembered that, but uh, I couldn't remember if I was like, is this actually five or six, or what's going on in here? Yeah, is the yeah I went to grab one off of the bookcase so I could watch one just to have it as background noise while we were getting ready for this. I popped one in. The wife's like, which one's that? I'm like, um, that's Extinction. She's like, what is it, three or four? It's like, I don't know, so I had to look up the list of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is, the, uh, is the animated one actually like part of the series? I don't know. I don't think I've actually seen the animated one. I haven't seen it either, but I know it exists. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's actually... Yeah, I know they did do an animated one. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I don't know if it's canon or not. Um, Josh, you're kind of taking our spot as yes, resident sir. gaming expert this evening. Have you played much Resident Evil? You know, I played the first, uh, first two back when they were first released. And I played Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. Uh, outside of that, though, I kind of I kind of stopped after that, but I always uh, have kept aware of what's going on. Okay, well, my first so the, the, I know there's a bunch of characters. There's so many characters that they put into these into the movies from the games that uh, it's been really cool to see how they did it. Well, there's that segues perfectly into my first question because as someone who's never played it and has seen, I think I think I might have yeah, I think I've seen all of the movies, but how. Like Mila Jovovich, Alice. It was she? She wasn't in the first game, right? No, they haven't actually made an Alice character yet. So, who is the first character? Has the first character in the first game, and have they been in a movie yet? Do we know that? Uh, was Chris more Renfield, what you saw right? in the first game was like, what's that? Wasn't Chris Renfield like the original hero from the Star Team in Game One, the Raccoon City cop? Yes. Yeah. And which guy was he in the first movie? I don't, think, not, he, I don't, think, I don't think they had a Redfield character in the first one. Okay, so the first movie had absolutely pretty much no connection to the game. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from that. Outside of, outside of the characters, uh, the, the some of the, the special zombie characters. Okay, but there was the, was the Red Queen part of the game and stuff? No. Oh, n- not even that. So it was all street level no. shit? No. Pure just street level shit, eh? Yeah. Was there a T virus at least? Yeah, well, it was probably the T virus, but you probably yes. did. You even know about the Umbrella Corporation and all that shit? Yeah, yeah, that was all there. Okay, for sure. Okay, but well, they definitely took some liberties. Well, the one thing I noticed about this movie is I found it was maybe because it was made for 3D, but it felt like the most video gameish of the movies so far. Yeah, see the 3D idea, like like 
got into my head for that too. Yeah, like the whole beginning. There's a whole beginning sequence when uh, there's a couple of fights that just looks. The guy's basically explaining to her the levels she's got to get through and what she's got to do and what her mission is, and it feels exactly like you're playing a role playing game and someone's on the screen yeah, doing dude, your yeah. mission objectives. You know they what showed I mean? like them all going up like the elevator. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah, I totally felt like a video game. So what did you guys all think of this movie? Did you... Anthony, did you love it, or did you think it was just fun popcorn? Well, I mean, going into it, knowing exactly what it was, being the fifth movie, um, being a franchise that the wife really loves, I knew I'd be seeing this in the theater. So I enjoyed the hell out of it just because, one, I knew exactly what it was going to be. I wasn't looking for, you know, a serious plot line or a great story. You know, I was expecting to see some exploding zombie shit and some gunfights and some cool stuff. And so for that, I really liked it. Plus, the return of Michelle Rodriguez, I'll watch anything with her in it. She was freaking awesome in this movie. She was very good. It was one of her finer performances, I'd say, for sure. I'd have to agree with you. I went in with the same attitude of, like, okay, I've seen this movie five times already. Exactly. I'm sure they'll throw some kind of twist in there. What I really enjoyed was the... uh, It would go without telling you to the perspective of the clones. And I totally... There was like two or three times in this movie when I was actually... Okay, what the hell's going on? They actually got me all wondering and thinking. Yeah, Yeah, they did do that fairly well with this one pretty good. This like I'm, I'm watching Extinction. That was the first one where like you wake up with the character Alice and then she goes through a sequence and then dies... And they chuck the body out, and they got like that ravine that's just filled with dead Alice corpses. Oh, and you yeah, realize it that. wasn't the main character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever they do those sequences, those are always weird because like you always have to wonder: okay, is this the actual Alice that we think we know from the stories, or is it a clone? And yeah, they did a really good job with that on um, on Retribution because yeah, there was a couple of times you're like, which character is this? Yeah, really had me guessing for sure. Yeah, definitely. Plus, I'd never seen any of the movies before, so. Oh, that's oh, that's surprising. How, how did you not? How did you not see any of them? Uh, no interest in it. I'm not a big zombie. Fair guy. enough. I wasn't a big zombie guy. I, it feels kind of weird to me too because I've actually seen several of them in the drive-in near here, and mm-hmm. for you to have not been there one of those times mm-hmm. is kind of fucking weird. <laughs> but uh, I saw the first one in the drive-in actually, and the first one I still like the best because it was the still the one you didn't know going in what it was going to be like and it was fucking cool but your point was also well made Michelle Rodriguez this was she was great in this one Which, who's Michelle Rodriguez the Latino girl who was like the bad cop and the nice girl who was in the car yeah okay so yeah. okay was she the yep. chi- is she the chick that's in uh not uh not the Grindhouse movies but uh Fast and Furious Fast and the Furious which is she in? Um, she's uh, in Grindhouse. Death, Death Race. Yeah, she is. In... Not Death Race. Death Proof. No, she's in. Uh, is she not in Planet Terror? No, she's in. Uh, <laughs> sorry, she is in. Uh... Death Proof. No, no. Um, oh, the, oh, Machete. She might be in that. She's in Machete. Yeah, she's in. She was in Machete. She was in Fast and Furious. She's gonna be in Fast and Furious Six. Um, I got her IMDb pulled up. Right, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, she was in SWAT. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and she was in the original Resident Evil movie. Rain yeah. Ocampo, she was one of the cops in the yeah. very first Resident Evil. She was good, and that's why she came too. back. Right, the, she was, was one of the ones they had clone tissue from. Yeah, as slowly because she slowly died in that one and went zombified in the first CS, one. She, was she really well girl? Done. I don't think she was on CSI. She was on Lost. 
Yeah, she was on Lost. She yeah. was the cop. Yeah. Ana Lucia Cortez. Ana Lucia. And then they had to write her out of the show because she got all drunk driving and shit. <laughs> but she's bounced back well, man. This is, uh, it was, yeah, she did a good job. And so does that other guy. Who's the, uh, let, not, he's, is he Latino? He's not Latino. Who's the, uh, Oliveira, that guy? Oliveira. The head, like, star agent in the second one, but he's been in all of them. He was like her fake husband in this one. When it's the clone. Oh, what, the almost gold bloomy guy? Yeah, the almost gold bloomy guy. The guy <laughs> oh, from the mummy movies oh, and shit. Oh, dead fair. <laughs> oh, dead fair. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, dead fair. Yeah, that yep. guy. He's awesome. I like him in pretty much everything I've seen him do. But he did the same thing in this one. He had to play like clones of himself. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. So he's actually, hasn't he gotten to be a zombie in the movies a couple times? I think so, yeah. I think he's been bit once or twice. Because you never see what's-her-name in this one either. Uh, is it, it's not Ali, Ali Larder, right? Ooh, I yeah, no, she's only in that was the second one, I think. Afterlife, I think. Third and, third and fourth one. Oh, third and fourth one. Yeah, is she that, gets to the boat at the end the of the last one, no, that's Ali Sheedy, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ali Larder is the whipped cream bikini from Varsity Blues. Yeah, and uh, she wants everybody to think about heroes and everything else that she's done because she's an awesome actress. Oh, yeah, but in yeah. my head, she will always be yeah, the whipped yeah, cream yeah. bikini from Varsity Blues. Yeah. Was she in uh, Dazed and Confused as well? No. Dazed and Confused? I don't know. Uh, Mila, Mila was. I know Mila was, but does she have a bit part too? I'm probably wrong so. about that. I don't think so. <laughs> Wipe that face off your head, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good flick. That's man. the best line of that fucking movie, man. Uh, the the Resident Evil movie, uh, damn it, which one with uh, the nemesis? So That's the second one with Mike Epps, right? Yeah, yeah Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. The second movie was the one called The End of the World, Apocalypse. Hey guys, check that, this out. Uh, that second movie, you know the very end where she fights the big monster thing? Yeah. That yeah. Ho- that whole scene is uh, Toronto City Hall. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. nice. It's the very front steps, front fountain, they shut down City Hall, and we saw a fly, like not personally, but, you know, everybody saw the helicopters flying in and around and stuff, and everybody that's, knew that's they were... Nathan Phillips Square? Um, yeah, that's Nathan Phillips Square. Nice. Right out front. No, wait, Nathan Phillips Square is Old City Hall, isn't it? No. Oh, it is New City Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, then it's right out front there. But yeah, so when you're watching that, that building right there, it's totally Toronto City Hall. So that's, like they've, that, I, they've filmed all of them here, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> like the ice rink and shit? Nice. Yeah. Okay, to answer both your questions, Allie Larder was not in Days of Confused. All right. It went from, see, Varsity Blues, to uh, House on Haunted Hill, Final Destination... Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Final Destination 2, and then Resident Evil Extinction. And then Resident Evil Afterlife. Because, yeah, she's Claire, and then in Afterlife it's revealed that she's Claire Redfield. She's Chris Redfield's sister. Yes. And then Chris Redfield was actually in, uh, which movie was that? And we're talking... Afterlife, the fourth one, played by... Um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, he's my The guy boy. from uh, Prison Break. Yeah, um... He's got a no, I can't name. think of his name. Wentworth Miller. Yeah, Wentworth Miller. Yeah. He's Chris Redfield. He's the one they find like in that cell. And he's a character that was in a game. He was like the original cop in the first 
Resident Evil really? video game. No, along with uh, Barry. Who was Barry? That was in this last movie. He was one of the other cops? Yeah, he was He was uh, in the first game as well. Okay, so not till now they finally brought out the actual first ever main Resident, yeah. Resident Evil character, and it was when... Barry, Barry's got one of the worst lines in, in Resident Evil, like... I don't know. For me, like Resident Evil lines, it's it's like the some of the worst acting ever is in the first game. What's the line? Uh, he's they they come him and I can't think of who it is. Jill Valentine, I think, is the character you play in the first game, and they come across a pool of blood, and uh, Barry says, "This looks like Chris's blood." So, I always thought. <laughs> How could you tell? Like, did Chris have like special blood or something like that? And then does he bleed a different color than normal humans? Yeah, and it's just funny because you, if you play as Jill in the game, uh, you you discover that you're a lock a lockpick specialist, but oh, yet cool. you don't have your own lockpick set. So Barry gives you one. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. So Jill's a master of lockpicking, you. you should take this. Nice. <laughs> I just happen to have exactly what you need right here. Of course. Um, so Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield are both from the first game? Yes. Okay, and you can play as either? Uh, yes. Okay, and Jill Valentine was in the second movie, right? I believe, yes. Yes, she was the, the one wearing that blue halter top thing, I think. Right. So I get it now. Yeah, I've never actually... I think I may have played the game once. Like, when it first came out, the original one. But, you know. Yeah. I have a hard time playing it because most of the time in the game, in the Resident Evil games, you can't shoot and run at the same time. Really? I'm pretty damn sure when zombies do show up, I'm going to be able to shoot and run at the same time. Yeah. I think I read an article on Slip into like a like a Game Informer or something. They made a big deal of the fact that in the new Resident Evil game, you can finally move and shoot at the same time. Yeah, I played the very first game, and it's one of those ones like where pushing up makes your character walk forward no matter what position the screen or the camera is in. Ugh. And like I could never even get used to that playstyle, so I never played past the first game just because I hated the way the games were controlled. Yeah, they called it uh, tank tank style controls. Yeah. yeah. Tanks. Up is always forward, no matter where you're standing, what position you're in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I really liked about this movie? They The zombies were kind of more the stars than they've been the past few. There was a lot of, like, they, zombie breaking into house action in yeah, this one, you know? Those zombies that busted into the washroom when they were going into the attic were terrible zombies, man. Yeah. That was a terrible zombie scene. Yeah, they weren't great. Those ones, like reaching at her legs as yeah. she like went yeah, upstairs. Yeah, those were pretty bad. Yeah, Jill Valentine was in Resident Evil Apocalypse and the new one Retribution. It's actually the same actress; they just changed her hair. Yeah, Sienna Guillory. Yeah, yeah, but they made her like blonde and long-haired. And yeah, she had this and then yeah, give her that badass blue outfit with like the that little chest spider demon thing, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, umbrella's yeah. Wi-Fi connection for people. Yeah, well, that's the how I guess how Umbrella kept control of her was sticking that thing on her, which was obvious the whole time. And of course, not until yeah. the last minute does Mila realize and fucking. You know the big thing I don't get about Resident Evil, though. I mean, the world's done; it's toast, and this one company of these last people that still exist still are messing around with this virus that destroyed everything. Like, 
And they still want to learn to control it? Like, what, is a weapon to fight who? You're the only ones left. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's to control it so that that way they can protect themselves and then hopefully eventually maybe cure it and stop it. But yeah, they want to control it first because they're greedy corporations. They, well, it's just one left, and he just all they <laughs> want to keep doing is making weapons. Well, greedy corporations aren't supposed to be smart, are they? Yeah, but I guess you can only question it to a certain extent. Well, they did set it up nicely for a sequel that I think I actually I think would be probably the best of all of them. And they're held up in the White House, and it's like the humans last, like humanity's last stand. And there's a giant fence around the White House, and that's it. They're the last ones left, and they're coming for them. You know? And yeah, you know, that last shot was pretty cool. Yeah, imagine that. Like, one that was not Umbrella or not anything. It was just these guys. It'd be almost like Dawn of the Deadish. They'd be barricaded in the White House and have to figure something out. Dawn of the Dead's at a mall. Do it at a mall. But you know what I mean? Just they're, they're, they're stuck somewhere, surrounded by zombies. Yeah. You know? It's pretty sweet. But I liked that they got back to just, like, the only scene in this that was not too long and really well done was the scene with the two big giant zombie guys. What are those things called? Oh, it was terrible. With the big axes? Yeah, like, I, I was... Oh, X-Men. But the zombies were good. I enjoyed them. And a lot of them had those face things that came, those, like, tentacle things their faces opened up to. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Are they are they pretty true to how the, all the zombies look in the games? Like, do they have those their faces open up into those big giant tentacle things and stuff? Yeah, they've had so many different kinds of zombies in the games that it's it's hard to keep track of everything. But the main ones, like the Liquor and Nemesis, Axemen, those were all for sure in the games. And the Hounds were too, weren't they? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah the Undead Dogs. I even have a toy of one of those. Those things were nasty. That was a when the when the first game first uh, when the first game first came out. That's like the most dumb <laughs> sentence I've said all day. Um, when the game first came out, we would we would demo it for people on a big surround sound system. And when the dogs would crash through the the windows of the very first time, it would scare the shit out of people like left and right. And <laughs> as soon as it would, as soon as it scared them, they, they were sold. They were like, "All right, I need this game." Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes me want to try playing it sometime. Well, I don't even care. I'm more. Of, I don't even want to play the game yet. I'm bent on knowing who's how the movies and the games fit together. I'm so fucking stupid that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just never understood how if you're making a movie of a video game, you don't take the star from the video game and make him the star of the movie. And I yeah, know. I would be surprised, uh, or not be surprised. Or whatever, if they made it Alice character in one of the Resident Evil games one day. Didn't part? Didn't the sixth game just come out? Yes, it did. And well, that's weird. Six games, and they still haven't put her in it. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Well, she gets her super. You know what? They I, I had forgotten. I'm watching the movie, the latest one, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, she lost her powers, right? Yeah. And uh, so she's not like super soldier anymore. She's just badass soldier. So, but she still pretty much acts like she can do all the shit she could do once <laughs> she was, had superpowers. And then I forget- Yeah, I think they tried to like differentiate between it. Because like they said, they took her powers away, but then like she was still kind of jumping around and kicking the shit out of people. I think what they're saying is they took away her telekinesis. Because, like, in 3 and 4, like, she's, like, you know, chucking vehicles and shit and grabbing spy satellites with her mind. I think they were saying that they took away her, like, 
completely above board superhuman abilities and just made her like the regular badass to where she could still kick the shit out of anybody she's in the room with but she can't you know throw you around with just her mind yeah that makes sense i can kind of dig on that because it wasn't until the end and the guy gave her her powers back and i was like oh yeah she had lost her powers yeah yeah some of those fight sequences is like wow she's still not exactly human I think my favorite one of the movie was the very beginning when she's had to escape and she's running through that tunnel and she just takes on like 30 zombies one after another as they're coming at her. In the uh, Japan one? Yeah. Yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah, in Japan. At the very beginning when like she doesn't know why but she's being helped and led through the hallway and she just takes on that giant horde. That was, I think, probably the best fight scene of the movie. It was badass. Yeah. Yeah. It's been getting to the point where they don't stick out tons with That's me. That's when she had like the so ball and chain movies. going and shit. Yeah, when she had the chain yep. with the lock on the end. <laughs> yeah. That was a good zombie fight, but I have to say my favorite fight, though, is the, the end one. Michelle Rodriguez versus two guys. That was the best two-on-one fight and I've seen since, you know, Raid the Redemption. You know what? You're totally right. <laughs> that was really well done. She took those fuckers on. Yeah, I think she Anthony's did. got a thing for Michelle Rodriguez. It oh, definitely, right, definitely. Yeah. Dude, I own Girl Fight on DVD. <laughs> that was her big break, wasn't it? I think that was like her first big movie where she was the the lead. Yeah, she became a bit of an it, a it girl after that. People were like, "Look out for this girl." Yep, and I mean, and she was kicking people's ass in that one. Yeah, it's good times, man. She, uh, I liked her in SWAT, but I, I SWAT's like my guilty pleasure. I fucking oh, love I love that movie. SWAT. I got I got that on DVD. Oh, it's <laughs> such a good movie. They should make more of those fucking ones. It's it's one of those good bad movies, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a yeah. nice action flick. That's why it's kind of a guilty. I think pleasure. guilty pleasure is the right, yeah. the right yeah. term for that for sure. Plus, if you think about it, it had freaking Hawkeye, Nick Fury, and Bullseye in it. Hey, good point. That is true. <laughs> and unnecessary ab flashing. Oh, there were, yeah. Well, I mean, it had LL Cool J. You knew there was going to be some abs showing up. Oh, he was great. He, I thought he, he was, was awesome as yeah. that character. They, they, they can't, all the characters fit together well. That's one of the reasons uh, the movie went down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just. I think we just picked our theme song for this. this <laughs> it's all Resident Evil. We're gonna go, I'm gonna leave this and go watch SWAT. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love the the plane scene when they're doing the training. And it's got oh, yeah. that, that old song. Couldn't give us the bus, huh, Hondo? They always give us the bus. No, yeah. they gotta fuck us. They give us the plane. <laughs> I went right immediately and went to iTunes and downloaded that fucking song. The Tom, Tom is running out. Yeah, Tom. that was a good. That was a good song, especially for that sequence. It worked so well. The whole movie was done well that way, but it was fucking cool, man. And the frog guy, like the fucking bad guy, that was a fucking kick-ass movie. I went out wanted, and joined a SWAT team. <laughs> the local volunteer SWAT team? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be an easy way to die. When uh, when I, I did security for this retail company, um, we had uh, detained this uh, the shoplifter, and Douglas County showed up to you know, give him a ticket or arrest him or whatever the case was. And this like five foot tall guy showed up, and he had a SWAT, uh, like a SWAT pin on his lapel. And I looked at him, and I was like, "Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper?" <laughs> yeah. nice. Midget SWAT at your service. Uh, 
Has anyone, did you guys ever see the original SWAT series? No, I haven't. Me no, I've never watched it. See, make, I wonder the same thing. I wonder if the characters are based at all on it, but I don't think they are. I think they. I don't think so. I think yeah. they took. I think the, only uh, Hondo. I think is the only name that they brought through from the original show. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, I, I think they had pretty much creative license to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, and I think the original Hondo was a white guy, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they pulled the Nick Fury on Hondo. Yeah. See <laughs> <laughs> that. Why not, dude? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and they brought back that one guy in the rest of Resident Evil. Yep, Steve Forrest was Lieutenant Dan Hondo Harrison. He is a white guy. Nice. Yep, he was the main character. Lieutenant yep. Dan. I had no idea. Freaking <laughs> Samuel Jackson playing white guys. What the hell? I don't get it. He just jacks rolls, man. That's what he does. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, is because... The reason he is Nick Fury in the Avengers movie is because that's the actor that they based Nick Fury on when they started the Ultimate Universe. Like, pretty much as a joke, Brian Hitch was like, I want to make a new Nick Fury, because in Ultimate, the Ultimate Marvel books, you know, nothing was set in stone. You could do anything you wanted. So he's like, I'm just going to make Nick Fury look like a badass Samuel Jackson with an eye patch. <laughs> and so he did that, like, you know, nobody really thought anything of it. You, you know, artists base characters on actors all the time. He's like, I'll just make Nick Fury in this world, you know, Samuel Jackson with an eye patch, And that's the way artists have drawn him ever since. But apparently, like, that was such a cool idea that they're like, okay, well, in the Avengers movies, we've got to have Sam Jackson play the character. Because, you know, in some of our books, he's based on him. So that would be awesome if he'd do it. And, of course, he did it. He's like, hey, I made a 13, million, you know, 13 movie deal for umpteen million dollars. Why not do it? Yeah. But then Marvel, you know, trying to make some money and bring in new fans because it's always about the new fans and not, you know, loving your people that already buy your books, but just trying to get new fans. Yeah. They freaking made the Nick Fury in the regular Marvel Universe a black guy with an eye patch. Yeah. He's Nick Fury Jr., <laughs> Nick Fury's long lost son that's apparently a black guy that's missing an eye. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? They Come went, on. That was like the dumbest shit ever. I had heard that. I had heard that uh, they'd actually done that before he had officially, like, you know, became the new Nick Fury. But it was silly that they did it in the normal universe, too. Yeah. 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 In the Marvel 616, the standard Marvel universe, Nick Fury is an old white guy from World War II. But no, they had to make him Samuel Jackson. <laughs> he actually looked more Hasselhoff in reality. He did? <laughs> oh, the Hasselhoff movie. That one was so awful. Yeah, and I love Samuel Jackson as a character. He did a good job. Just the idea that they like go back and retrofit their comics to fit the movies because they want you know the the comics to more represent the movies that they're going to bring in new fans with. Yeah, It's like, I know the people, you know, maybe what? 10 out of every 1,000 people that went and saw that movie might go pick up a comic, and one out of those 10 might become an actual subscriber. And for that, you change canon in your universe. Shit like that is what bugged me about comics. It's hard to resist. I think they probably had an easy end because Sam Jackson has always been a comic book fan. And he's, he's always read comic books, so having him probably so willing to do it made it pretty easy and tempting to actually go ahead and change shit too. But you see they're also doing this uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show? Yeah. I did see that, yeah. Yeah. You think there'll be a cameos by him? Oh, cameos galore. 
But do you think Sam Jackson would go on TV and be in a cameo? Like, are they going to make it that congruent with the Marvel movie universe? Or do you think Marvel's... That would be cool, but we'll see what happens, I suppose. It's almost like Marvel's... They're going to have to partially do it, otherwise I think people are going to get mad. The whole great thing about, like, the Avengers and the Marvel movies is that they do all fit together. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. But I think they're also trying to jump on DC's... Like, DC's trying to jump on their movie success. I think they're kind of trying to jump on... DC's TV success, yeah, because you know Smallville lasting forever, and now they're doing Arrow Wonder start, Woman and Arrow. Arrow. This week. Yeah, Arrow starts this week. Are they trying to do another Wonder Woman? Oh yeah, but they're doing it like Smallville styles, where she's young and it just takes place on like Themyscira, and she's like learning to be an Amazon and stuff. Yeah, it's for sure. And too, she start. It? Yeah, it's for sure, and it's in production, and she gets to like visit the real world here and there, but. Yeah. You know, it's like a young Wonder Woman becoming Wonder Woman. They're totally just doing a Smallville version of Wonder Woman. Nice. Yeah. Which uh, all Smallville was was Ultimate Superman. Was there Ultimate Restarting Superman? everything from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't know there was Ultimate Superman. Are you just calling it that? No, yeah, like it's, it's, it was the DC version doing Ultimate Superman and not calling it just small. Wasn't there a Smallville comic back in the day? Or was... Superboy not basically what it was based on? A, a lot of the stories, I think, from, like, the original Superboy comics. Yeah, because what's his name? The guy, uh, the guy Pete Ross, his friend in the first season there, the black guy. He wasn't black in the comic. Oh, yeah. This comic character got a fucking Nick Fury pulled on his ass, too. <laughs> yeah. He got Nick Fury. Yeah. But... And then he went to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did after he really? The show. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got caught in like a ecstasy ring or something like that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. He left the show because he didn't think it'd be good for his career and shit. And then he came <laughs> back for an episode, and it was like a big gum commercial. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. Once he was, he came back when he was back in Metropolis. There was like some dance. Really? It was like some dance club. Oh, they tried to throw the guy a, bro- a bone, eh? Yeah, I guess so. That's all right. It's hilarious. Oh. I really want to read that Smallville season eleven. Yeah. I, I wish I was into to uh, Superman more. I do. I do enjoy uh, Smallville, but well, I don't know a, how much I'd enjoy the comic. But you're a huge Smallville fan, and this picks up directly from it. And I can't comprehend why you wouldn't be reading it, Josh. It's literally season eleven on paper. Oh, I, I really. I just need to check it out. I think. Yeah, it's called season eleven. And <laughs> yeah. they picked up right up, and they just kept going, and now they're into an arc where Batman's actually coming to Gotham. And oh, coming nice! To, coming to Gotham, or I mean, coming to Metropolis. 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 Yeah, so they're introducing Batman, and Robin's with him. And so is Bruce? Is Bruce young? Uh, Bruce has been in it for five years. So Batman, they're saying they're giving the feel that Batman he's a little older than Clark. Five years DC's all about right now. I don't know. It's they like a five year comfy chump. I guess I don't know. (laughs) Like jumping time streams and yeah, so making people pull their hair out. So that's basically, and they're doing this the first you know season eleven that they're doing. So that's pretty fucking. It makes me want to read it because I like the show and I kept up with it. I didn't watch it religiously year after year. But I saw enough each season. So we've had pretty much everyone. Did I get what happened? We've had know? pretty much everyone else from Justice League, except for Batman. Yeah. Well, they were working on the movies, so they it was one of those things that they didn't want crossover. Yeah. Did they ever do DC zombies? Not. I don't believe so. No, I, well, I mean, they did the black, the Blackest Night, which was kind of a version of that. 
sort of, but they were kind of more. But yeah, it wasn't what like Marvel Zombies was, where it was like a sec, uh, like a planet that actually an alternate Marvel universe where everybody became a zombie. Yeah, Blackest Night. It was just uh, Black Lantern showed up, and uh, what was his name? The Dead Hand was able to resurrect every uh, DC villain and hero that had died, yeah. and then all the ones that had died and come back. He was able to basically turn them into zombies. So freaking who? Who? I mean, who all? I mean, Batman, Aquaman, Superman, they all turned into zombies for a while yeah. in The Blackest Night, which was kind of cool. They were kind of more vampiric zombie things. Kind yeah, of. it was almost yeah. like a almost like a, like a liquid virus that was attached to the rings. Yeah, it was so weird. Because, uh... I didn't read much of that. Yeah, because Flash came back. That's why, you know, Flash was the whole reason for the whole thing. It's actually... The reboot actually has. That's what I was getting back in with all those uh, Green Arrow covers. That's when Green Arrow covers were sick. I oh, green those Green Arrow covers. What what Green Arrows were those? Darkest Night. Oh, it was the dark. Yeah, you're right. The Darkest Night Green Arrow covers were beautiful. Or was it Brightest Day? They were painted. Yeah, I bought like all of them. And they were gorgeous. Yeah, it was the recent one. Yeah, it was Brightest Day, right? What was the second series? What did it end with? It was Brightest Day. Yeah, Brightest what? Day was after Darker the Blackest Night or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, it was Blackest Night and then Brightest Day. You ever see those covers, Anthony? I think I saw some of them. Oh, they're But yeah, I never, I've never been a huge Green Arrow fan, so I don't think I picked any of them up. No. Is this show going to be any good? I, the, the fucking trailers are badass. Yeah, it could be... You know, and it's it's going to be like think about it. Smallville was badass, and but it's a little dated. Like how long ago was it? But it's still good, right? So this is like oh, yeah. this is like how many years later they've known how to do it, and I think I think it's got a really yeah. good shot of being badass. Yeah, it definitely has the opportunity, but with it being such a like a, a lower tier character, because I mean, there's lots of DC fans that love Green Arrow, but he's definitely not one of those ones. Like if you show anybody a dude in a green cloak holding a bow and arrow. And nine out of ten people in public are still going to tell you that's Robin Hood. Yes, that is they're true. not going to be able to recognize him as the Green Arrow. So I mean, it's a character where they know if they mess up, it's not really going to hurt them. But if they do it well, it definitely could bring fans in for the comic book. I mean, it. I I saw the trailer. I think you know some of the training sequences stuff look really cool. The kid looks like a badass. I just I mean, it's it's all going to be up to the writing. It's going to be whether or not the show has real, real good, solid stories that people find interesting. Oh, totally. It's going to be weird not seeing Justin Hartley play him. Well, that's what I'm saying, too. They have a nice base that people... He was such a successful yeah. character on Smallville in his own Yeah, I don't life know why they didn't long, carry yeah. him over. Because he's got, like, the you know the heartthrob looks and stuff. You know the girls had to love that freaking character on Smallville. And, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have brought him over unless there was a problem with, you know, like, contract disputes or something. You know what else they did with that guy? He also played... Uh, there was an Aquaman TV show they tried. Yeah. And instead of the guy who played Aquaman in Smallville, they got that Justin guy who was Green Arrow in Smallville yeah. to be Aquaman. Yeah. And I only think they made, like, a couple episodes. It's online somewhere. And it's online, yeah. And I remember seeing the premiere. Yes, yeah, so this is a 2006 TV short. He's credited as Arthur Curry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't like Aquaman right away. They could tell they were doing origin stories, and he was having some weird connection to... Yeah, like building him up into it. Yeah. But, you know, they've been trying to find a vehicle for that guy, so I don't know. They got the new guy for this one. And, 
It's, he seems pretty close to character, though. From what oh, I know, another thing, looking at his IMDb, I mean, they've got him as Oliver Queen from 2006 to 2011. He did 72 episodes as Green Arrow. Yeah. He right. might have honestly just been done with the character. I mean, as an actor, he might be like, I've been this guy for five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would I want to do a new show? Yeah, very possible. Yeah, man. I didn't realize he was on Smallville that long. Long time. They brought him. Well, didn't didn't Mila say she was done doing action films? Like Who, three Mila years Jones? ago. Yeah, she yeah. did. She did say something like that a few years ago. Apparently, she. Well, it was weird to see to keep <laughs> see see that they kept making Resident Evil films. Well, after she still she had married. Said she that. was married to the husband to the director. I don't know if she still is, but that was her husband. That's why they kept doing them together. And he's from Toronto, and that's why they film them all here. He's Canadian. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Well, maybe, and maybe she doesn't consider the Resident Evil's action films. Maybe she considers them horror movies. I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> she did say something once that, yeah, she was done making them. But maybe it's just because it's her husband's ones. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she doesn't mean she's not going to do any more Ultravioles or Fifth Elements, yeah. which kind of stinks because Fifth Element was awesome. Fifth Element was crazy. <laughs> that was. Yes, that is a a fine movie right there. Big bada boom. What's uh? What's that guy? Is it Luke Besson who made that? But not really sure. Yeah, he's like the arts. Not guy. doing a very good job of fact checking anything. For I'm getting own. to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> uh, we're piling it on too quick. <laughs> I just got off the Green Arrow pages, man. Yeah, Luke Besson. Yeah. And he's a badass. I mean, that dude did um, what the first Transporter. Yeah, I think he wrote one of the Hulk movies. Oh, did he? he? Did Leon Leon the Professional? Nice, nice. I didn't he wrote. So, yeah, Taken. Yeah, as a writer, he's got a ton of credits. Wait, he did Taken? Uh, screenplay for written by Taken and Taken Two. He did the screenplay. Shut up. Lockout original idea and screenplay. Columbiana screenplay. Wow. I didn't know From Paris with Love, Story, District 3 Ultimatum, he wrote the scenario, apparently. Because wasn't he, like, a music video director? That's why he's got such a very, like, flashy, kind of artsy, fashion-y style. Could be. He's got a ton of credits on IMDb. Yeah, because he's, like, a crazy French artsy director. And then he started doing these, like, commercial films. and But now it sounds like he's just fucking writing like crazy. But he's always been a very stylized director, you know? Yeah, as he did screenplay and story for The Fifth Element, and then, see, the La Femme Nikita TV series in 97. Oh, he did the Kiss TV of, series, too? Kiss of the Dragon screenplay, and then, yeah, he wrote The Transporter. I think that's what really got him, like, big American acclaim. Nice. He was the writer on The Transporter. There's a new Nikita show, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they just did a new one. It's crazy. They just keep redoing that shit. Well, would, the idea it's the femme it's the femme fatale, a badass chick that's also a spy. Yeah, it's a good combination. Did you see Point of No Return, the Bridget Fonda remake of it? Yeah, oh yeah, awesome. that was, that was a, a great good movie. Wasn't was it Gabriel Byrne? I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was badass. That was a great movie, man. She was good in that shit too. That was kind of her big fucking. But yeah, she did that and what a single white female. Those are like her two huge ones. Uh, with uh, oh, I was about to say Ali Sheedy, but it was Jennifer <laughs> Jason Lee, wasn't it? <laughs> no, Jennifer Jason Lee, not Ali Sheedy. Damn. There will be no Ali Sheedy. <laughs> wasn't Ali Sheedy was in that fucking high art, that lesbian art heroine movie? Have you seen that? 
She's a painter, and she's fucking. <laughs> it's this big lesbian relationship love story with this blonde, fucking fashion magazine chick or something. But she's like a total smackhead in it, and she's all like fucking. <laughs> she's nuts in it. It's called High Art. It's one fucked up movie, man. Well, if she's a lesbian, I don't think she'd be too nuts over anything. Ah. That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Ali Shitty, Rada Mitchell, High Art, 1998. Yeah. Oh, 98. It was that long ago, eh? Yeah, that's the old one, man. What year did the first Resident (laughs) Evil come out? The first Resident Evil, let me see here. This whole thing started in... See, she's... Mila's created in 2002 for the first Resident Evil film. 96 for the first game. Yeah, so it took them six years to go from the first game to the first movie, so that's pretty quick. Yeah, Apocalypse was in 2004, Extinction 2007, Afterlife 2010, Retribution 2012. There's some cool movies that come out of, like, couples, because Underworld, that was all Kate Beckinsale, and she was married to... uh... Oh, fuck, what's the guy's name who made those? They were married for a while, too. And they got kids and shit. They're not still married? Well, wait. I think she was also... She's married to the director, but she was before married to the director. She was married to Michael Sheen, who plays... uh, The fucking head uh, Lucius. Is it Lucius? Yeah, Michael Sheen is Lucian. Yeah, so I think Kate Beckinsale was married to him. They have a kid or something, or two kids, but now she's married to the director of the Underworld movies. Huh? Len Wiseman. Yeah, Len Wiseman. That's it. It's one way to keep yourself in work. Yeah, totally. I don't know if they're still married, but I know they were at some Job security. I am a gigantic, huge fan of those movies. Uh, Werewolves and Vampires, Together at Last. Oh, my God. It's just... I love it. I, I do love some of the ideas in those movies, but there's still the sequence in the very first one that pisses me off to no end. Which one? When, like, they're escaping from the mansion, I think it's the very first time she gets Scott Speedman out of there and they're running away, and she took, like, three bullets. She's driving a car. She's this, like, ancient vampire badass. She takes, like, three bullets. She's sitting there bleeding. She passes out from blood loss. Really? She's a fucking vampire. Like, you should be able to drain the corpse before, I mean, and get her down and just drops of blood before she even has any ill effects. She took, like, three bullets and she passes out from blood loss. It's a bit of a hole. Yeah, I mean, there's action films where human heroes (laughs) take ten times that many bullets and can perfectly fine drive a car. Well, you do have to admit that those movies do take a pretty scientific approach to the whole thing as they go with, like, bloodline and DNA and... Well, how many mixing of DNA? How many bullets? One did, thing I like. How many about bullets it. did fucking uh, Little John take in uh, Resident Evil? Holy shit, that was great! Yeah, <laughs> when he fell and then he got up and shot again. That was kind of weak though. Like, like, what if they? What if they shot him so many times that he didn't have enough strength to like catch the gun that he'd thrown before jumping out to take all the bullets? You know, you know what I mean. So that like he'd die there, and he'd, so he'd lie there dying, but didn't have the strength to catch it. So it just like you know, nails him in the chest. <laughs> Oof. Nails him uh, right between yeah, the eyes. Bonk. Yeah, yeah. Ow. <laughs> exactly. That kind of reminds. Just the other <laughs> night, I was at uh, some friends' houses. I dropped by my buddy's house, and uh, him and his roommate are watching Fargo. 
Yeah. And it's funny because these guys go out and shoot once in a while. They go to the shooting range fairly often, so they know their way around a gun. And uh, there's a part at the end there when Steve Buscemi shoots the father, brings the money, after the father had shot him in, like, the face. And then he shoots him a bunch of times. And then he takes the gun and sticks it, like, right in his crotch and his pants. And my buddy was sitting next to me, and he just goes, Yeah. And I was like, oh, good point, eh? That it's a good way fucking, to cook some meat. Yeah, that would have yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah. It just shows you about movies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those tiny little things. I don't notice that shit. I, I suspend my disbelief huge yeah. when it comes to a movie. When it comes to real life, I, I have no time for fairy tales or magic. But when it comes to a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty forgiving. Yeah, move it along. I think it all depends on the movie and what, what like, basis level they're trying to keep you at. Yeah. Like, it depends on the fantasy, too. Like, I had a real time. I was talking about this with Christy the other day. I had a real hard time them bringing back Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Because I was like, real, ugh, that's going pretty far. Because he was cut in half at the fucking torso. You know? But I don't know. Cut in half of the torso. Yeah, he looks pretty sick now, man. He does look sick, but that's just... You really have to be forgiving when they start and bring back characters who are cut in half of the torso. So I, I'm guessing we're, we're either two episodes ahead of you guys or you're just two episodes behind. Because uh, the last time you saw... I saw Darth Maul and Savage, uh Obi-Wan messed them both up once again. Yeah, when they're back on the planet and they escape yeah. and he gets his leg cut off. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, then yeah. you did see that. Okay. Yeah. We we get we're up to speed on that shit. Yeah. But you know what? I think we're going to be behind on Arrow. Because Phoenix invited a few people through the media junk food to the premiere, which basically means everybody watch and tweet together about it. Yeah. And uh it's on Wednesday. Yeah. I checked our shit and it's not till Friday. Ah, uh, so you guys are getting it later than us? So I think we get it three days later. But I'm going to check again, because we do get some American, like, straight from American channels. Like, our basic cable, like, up to 60, we have, like, it's all affiliates, right? A lot of Buffalo affiliates and Canadian affiliates. And, you know, we'll watch big shows from, like, ABC goes through, like, CTV, you know, Canadian television. But then if you have the digital, like a digital box, you can get, like, the direct-to-U.S. channels. With like American commercials and stuff, you know. So I'll have to check if I get one of those. I Man, it does look like it's going to be a Wednesday show. Yeah, yeah. So I think we might have to find it. But I'm looking here on on CTV two, October tenth. Is that Wednesday? I don't yeah, know. I don't know why they do it. Pirates will get to it. Way I think that's way before, before. Like, so. yeah, I don't know. But then much yeah. music. Gets it on October 12th. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, it's much music. Yeah. But I think much I... music? What's that? That's our MTV. Oh, does it actually have music on it? Yeah, actually. It's... Well, then it's better than MTV. Well, it stopped having music on it a long time ago. But not as long time ago as MTV did. <laughs> no. There's still more music on it than MTV, but it's very gone the way of MTV. But yeah. just it didn't even start having its own kind of like the real world, like for a long time after. It's big though. It's a big deal. Like you know, it's it's MTV level shit. But like we have MTV Canada just started here. Like what, five years ago maybe? 
would you say? Um, Within the last 10 years, MTV opened up shop here, and now there's an MTV Canada channel, and they're still not... They still play less music than much music does. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But I think I get CTV, too. I think it's a Vancouver channel. So we can probably watch it on Wednesday. But yeah, that's pretty badass. CTV. So everybody can watch The Arrow. How far can you really... You know, unless you're like... That's one thing. The problem about talking about those movies, I never met people who were like, "I'm a huge fan of those movies," because um, they're all really are the same movie. But like, do people still flip over the game? Is it still like a top ten game or like? There's a lot of people that you know are still pretty diehard fans, and I just. The, I go back to that whole control thing, and it, it just always uh, it kept me from really enjoying the game. Yeah, it's so weird because like I hear that a lot. Games will be like determined as to whether someone's going to play them by how the controls work. Play, oh, oh for sure. Uh, if you, I mean, if you don't like the control of a game, you're not going to like anything else about it because nothing else gets past your enjoyment of not being able to move around the way you want. Exactly. That's why I like that I have a connect because I am the controller. <laughs> have you got that Star Wars game yet? No. <laughs> oh, no. come on. I know. It's shameful. We still haven't played Batman. No, I haven't played Batman. Is Batman, they don't have connect for that. You, you can't connect no, Batman. No, they don't have connect for that. I just had a minor no. moment of fucking, I need to buy a cape. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing might be like uh, Lego DS. <laughs> like 3D. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't done more cooler games or more cooler stuff with Connect because it works really well. Any of the games we do have and play, no problems at all. Like, it, it's a hell of a machine. It's fucking crazy. Well, it's all new programming code. Anybody writing code for that game to work with the Connect, they have to write brand new stuff. They can't just copy and paste old code and then alter it. Well, that's. I'm glad there's some kind of thing there because, you know, we have like a lot of, like, the, the girl, she's got, like, a whole bunch of dance games and stuff. Dance Dance Revolution type games. And we have some exercise games. And then we have some, like, younger kid games. And they're all very different, but they're all dead on. Like, the sensor, once it's got you nailed, it knows, like, your movement within, like, inches, you know? Nice, because I know when you see the stores and stuff, they look awful. Uh, but yeah, I think when it's in the store, they don't. Have, it's not set up properly. They don't have the correct spacing that you're supposed to have and whatnot. But what I found really interesting is that hackers have had more success with the Kinect sensor than in-house Microsoft employees have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I well could, they probably have better training. I could see how it could have crazy applications. Just that technology, even though for video games, like. Yeah. Did I bring your water down? Uh, nope. Oh, I'm sorry. It looks like you filled Some up my glasses. Some you are. No, like... I got another one. You had one of those <laughs> ribbed glasses. But wait, what were we just fucking talking about three seconds ago? Connect. Yeah, it's that technology's nuts, like what I could see them doing with it. Because I was doing this exercise game, and it started telling me, you're not throwing your knees high enough. And I was like, oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> so I gave it, like, the tiniest bit more effort, and it went back to me, and I'm like, all right, you're good. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So I bet you the UFC game for Connect would be fucking sick. You know what? Yeah, see, that's what I wanted to try on. It was the fighting game. Yeah, like 
fighting would be weird. Do they have fighting for it, or is it just straight up boxing? I think well, there is a fighting game, game that. that the... Really? Yeah, there's a fighting game. I'm not sure if it's for Connect yet, though. I don't think it's yeah, UFC I either. I know but... the trainers for. I know the trainers on Connect. Yeah. Well, yeah. is it just a trainer for the UFC stuff? Yeah, but th- I think there actually is a fighting game. It was like one of the first gen Connect games that came out. Yeah, one of the first things I did with it was. Uh, you guys watch, uh, what doc, was it Dr. Frankenstein's Hilarious House of Horror or whatever? Uh, who were we talking about that with? Each other, probably. But was that Canadian? That's what we were yeah, I'm about. thinking so, but I've never heard of it. It's one guy, I can't remember his name, but he played like uh, the wolf, or werewolf. No, Wolfman Jack was on it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of the characters. Yeah, but he was actually a wolfman on it, right? <laughs> kind of. But it was like the one guy, he'd, the he'd zombie dance, guy. He'd, he'd come out and dance with all that fucking like... Well, the zombie guy, it was Billy something, and he played a lot of the characters. But the one zombie Igor type guy, Hilarious the Igor guy, he would dance in front of the screen and it'd be all like... like uh, disco... Disco What do you call it? Psychedelic like colors fractal. and stuff? Yeah. And it'd just be his silhouette dancing in front of that, yeah. you know? Remember that? Yeah. And I did, that was the first thing I did with my Kinect, because you can hook it up to do that. Where it's just your silhouette, oh, yeah, like sure. dancing around in like yeah. trippy colors, doing and like shit. doing like the up rock and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was totally fucking cool, man. But there's there's even a, like right down to there's this really kind of young kids game. It's like ad- animal adventures or for connect or something. Like with the day, like the first day you guys had that thing hooked up, and it was just like the cats and shit yeah, like and that. it's just these cats, these little cute little like baby. Oh tigers and lions and shit and they come up to the screen and you can pet them and scratch behind their ears oh yeah scratch at their tail and they like react accordingly to exactly where you're scratching them and it's like minority report there's like your hands are up on the screen and you're like (laughs) moving shit around it's fucking crazy can't believe how far we've gone Uh, I'm just waiting I want to see the hybrid you take the connect Software and you mix it with Google's Glass once they finish that, and then you have holodecks. Why? What's Google Glass? That's the like the sunglasses that are a heads-up display. Okay. Or like you're looking at the world with Google goggles. Google Glass is a or Microsoft Glass is a thing. Oh, it's Glass Microsoft. Yeah. It's like some sort of way to like it's like sling technology. Where you can play it, you'd be playing the game on your phone or something like that, and then you can throw that game onto your TV or. I don't know. Uh, I, I know what you mean. I would, I would, how often do you guys play video games? Well, I, I was earlier until. Well, I, I was actually editing, and then my computer died. Oh. <laughs> then I got mad because it didn't save anything, so I played pretty much for the whole afternoon. Oh my god, the other day after I edited oh, episode control S, control 36, S. or 37, um, I tried to save, I, I went to export it out of Audacity as an MP3, and I didn't have enough room left on my local disc, and instead of just keeping it there, it decided, oh, I better just get rid of it then, and it was gone. It was the first time I'd ever started and oh. finished at one of our episodes... First time I did it in one night, start to finish. I edited a whole episode in one night. 
just straight through like two and a half hours, and then it was gone. And Audacity was nice enough to get rid of it for you. Oh my lord, it was... But you know what, I'm so far into this game now that I didn't even lose it. Even Aaron, nice. was, Aaron, was, even Aaron was like, why aren't you fucking freaking out and swearing right now? <laughs> I was like, you know what, <laughs> you just get, you start getting used to it. Because there's always the original raw tape there. Even when it comes down to it, it's always still on my phone. Right. Yeah, there you so go. You're most, not going to lose your original. Yeah. It's on my phone. It's in iTunes as a voice memo. It's all over the place. So no matter what, you can always start start over. So. As in, I just laid down about 12 hours over the last couple of days playing some Ratchet and Clank uh, Cracking Time. Nice. So what systems is that you're playing on then? That one's PS3. I've always loved Ratchet and Clank. That's like my favorite platformer since Mario. Nice. Yeah, Mario 64, that is a game. Not Yeah, is it Mario 64? No, Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, original game. Mario Kart is like the greatest get-together game ever. And that, yeah, that that is a very true fact, my friend. Yeah, that's the 64, right? No, that was the... No, Super yeah, Nintendo Super. was the original. Yeah, oh, yeah really? then Mario Kart 64 was the second one. Yeah, I know it... I played it religiously with friends and family when it was huge and popular on the 64. I don't know if I ever played the original then. Oh, You're yeah, missing out then. Awesome. Yeah. How can it be better than the 64 one? That thing was sick. <laughs> because the 64 had a uh, handicap built into it so that if you were losing, you always got that stupid blue fucking spiky shell. Really? And Yeah, and in the Super Nintendo version, if you got lapped... You got lapped. There was no blue spiky show. You just it, the, that's true. The, the Super Nintendo one was about driving. Yeah. Plus, on all the versus courses, there was no two, three stories. They were all f- one flat surface. Yeah, mode seven graphics. Yeah, because like uh, Super Nintendo didn't have a toggle yet, right? Or was it a flat toggle like? What do you mean a toggle? Like, uh, you got your buttons on the right, and on the left, you got your directional pad. Was it a directional pad, or was it four buttons? Or It wasn't like a stick-out toggle, like, 64 had a toggle, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it had a joystick. Yeah, Yeah, they added the joystick for the 64. Yeah, it just had the D-pad. All Super Nintendo had was they added the the triggers on the top. Yeah. That was the first Nintendo with triggers. I had no idea that Mario Kart was such an old game. Now, the, Mario Kart Seven is like just just came out, or is about to come out. I think that one's about to come out. This is the new one. What's That's it ridiculous. Like, what's it like on Wii? No idea. Because it's got its like handles and shit, right? It's got its own well, controllers. Isn't that the system that the new one would be coming out on the Nintendo Wii? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, I guess I have played it on the Wii, and I used the stupid wand thing that it comes with and uh, just did it that way. Right, so uh, Mario Kart 7 is coming out for the 3DS. Nice. It's actually for handheld. Oh, okay. Nice. That thing's popular Because you can too, do get right? to get because you can do like get togethers on those too, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, yeah, you can. <laughs> Yes, that one I don't know. I haven't played any of the stuff on it. Any, Mar- any of the new Mario Karts. I know they do have a steering wheel for the Wii. 
My mom. So you can put the controller in a steering wheel and just drive it that way. Yeah, my kid's got that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and she's got the tennis racket. And nice. uh, that's one lightsaber I don't have because I know you can get a lightsaber handle for the. Oh Wii. yeah, there there are Wii lightsabers. Yeah, I got a fucking. Yeah, yet. why don't you have that? I don't know. No doubt, it you got this big giant collection. You, you know, you have the Wii. You have Kit Fisto's lightsaber, but you don't have one that you can play games with and get points killing people with. My Kit Fisto lightsaber is my first master replica with a removable blade. I'm very excited about that. The rest that I have are either no blade or fixed. So, that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. What are those hand? Remember the handles? Uh, isn't there handles for PS3? What is their fucking motion thing? But they look like fucking ice cream cones. The move. move. Is that what it was called? I would feel silly with that, like, pom-pom. It looked like a microphone or something that you were holding in your hand, you know? What was that? Uh, what was that? They're like sticks with balls on the end. What was that Tony Hawk no. thing that you could get for a skateboarding game? No, guy, you you didn't want that. No, <sighs> yeah, no, I know. But what 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 was that? Like, uh, I don't remember what the game was called. It wasn't even like a pro skater, was it? No. That was uh, when you and I played. That was PlayStation One, right? Yeah. That's one okay, so that's the two games that you and I played together for a long time, like months of playing, we got into these games was was that, was Tony Hawk. I can't remember which one, whether it was two or three. It was the one that had Naughty by Nature on the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> okay. And uh the Rage other Rage was Rage Against the Machine. I think it had Rage too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh the other game was the Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah, which was a Star Wars fighting game. Well, no, we also played we also played Baseball 2000 for the original NES a shit ton. Yeah, we did play that a shit ton, <laughs> right? As recently as 2001, we were playing the original Nintendo system baseball. We were playing some other games, but that's the one that stuck. Baseball 2000. That's right. Well, that's just because you knew how long we knew how long it was going to take, and it was just like, is we can get right back into it again. And you kicked my ass. Can Tenuously. Every, every, I don't think you ever beat and me for at some that reason, game, <laughs> some fucking yeah. reason, I kept playing. Yeah. Well, it was fun to yeah. play, but you fucking seriously, you kicked my ass every fucking game. It's like I could just I could just start giggling halfway through a pitch and it would fuck you up. <laughs> you would swing at You would swing at my giggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Those are fun times, those games. But have you guys ever heard of Masters of Terrace Kasi? Oh, yes. Yeah. Blades of, Blades of Steel? Yeah, we played some Blades of Steel. But Terrace Kasi was incredible. I couldn't believe when we... How did we discover that game? And we were like, oh, my God, a Star Wars fighting game. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? We can. You know, I think it was the first time ever in video game form you could have a lightsaber duel. It was probably Masters of Terrace Kasi. Every other Star Wars game is always fucking some kind of pod racer game or some kind of pilot game. A lot of them have been like based on that. And it wasn't until they started doing like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff, which are still like that. Well, it's that's more of a what do they call them like. Is it role-playing, I guess, or adventure game, or journey game? Yeah, it would be role-playing, I, I guess. Yeah, the KOTRs were definitely role-playing games. Yeah. But it was, no, like, Terrace Kasi was a straight-up 
like yeah. Double Dragon for, for, style fucking Star Wars fighting game. That wasn't Double Dragon at all. You know what I mean? One person. No, it was more like double, Tekken. But one character on one character. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it was like two out yeah, of three. It was go. Like that kind of first person side stepping. And we got to the end, and you unlocked Vader, and then we could fight with Vader. So we were playing like, and then we also unlocked. We well, had to Luke. fight like Luke on Luke. But I recently came a, across a... And you got to be a stormtrooper. Wasn't there a weird one? Yeah. Like one that really was weird? I don't remember. But there well, was... When you got to be Darth Maul in the Tony Hawk video game? Oh, yeah. That there was, was a Django yeah. Fett or Boba Fett was in one of them. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, one of them you could do a Bubba rocket Bubba pack it. jump he sh- yeah, he after off, you went he off something off when you played as one of the fets. Nice, yeah. And then you got and you got to be whore. We didn't play really with anybody. Whore. But what was the? Yeah, what was? The, I didn't play with anybody but Luke. I only played was, with Luke. What was the guard? Jedi. What was the guard? There was name? a Gamorrean guard. Yeah, what was yeah. his name? I think it was whore. Or was whore? No, whore was whore the. Where was, was the, the Tuscan Raider? Yeah. That game was so bad, guys. I'm sorry. Well, it was all we had at the time. You know what I mean? There was yeah. No, I hear you. I hear was, you. There was nothing else. Like, I, uh, crazier stuff came out later that I have. Like, the only like, other uh, good games that we thought were that people played on that systems were like freaking like hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was never. You know, that's the thing. I get into a game maybe once every year or two. I'll sit down and like get into a game for not a couple e- weeks. Not even anymore. Well, not anymore since children's and shit. But yeah, I even bought Gears of War two to play with Taylor. Like right now, yeah. Because that's the one game I have played and finished was Gears of War one. So I was like, and I loved it. So I'm gonna get Gears of War two, and I haven't even got that's <laughs> like the first fucking board yet. <laughs> no time to play, you know. Yeah. Not out of lack of want, but you know. Yeah, like I just started playing um, Lego Batman. Oh yeah. I think I might have more time if I had Star Wars Connect. But it sucks because because <laughs> there's like the fucking you've got to play it on like story mode first. Yeah. So you got to sit there and click through every like little fucking comic book page to get to like the gameplay. So you, you don't need yeah, you gotta it. unlock everything. Oh, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't need it. Have either of you guys played this new Borderlands thing? Yeah, actually, I, that's what I was playing all afternoon. There's a lot of fuss over that, huh? Yeah, I'm not as diehard into it as everybody else is, but I, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I rented it uh, twice from Red Rocks just to check it out. I didn't play the first one, so I was really interested in just checking out the game itself. It's pretty. It's a. It's a really fun game to play. It's just like a first-person shooter, but there's crazy characters and stuff. Or it's it's got a lot of RPG elements. Okay. So it's that not crazy just the shooters. Yeah, and there's a bazillion guns. We saw that uh, also. Remember that commercial earlier? I asked you about. There's a new commercial out. It's for some video game, but it's like a panda ninja guy. It's like a badass kung fu panda kind of. Oh yeah, what the fuck was that? But what, the Mists of Pandaria? Yes, yes, yes. That's the new World of Warcraft expansion. Why can they not make fucking animated movies the exact same way they make half of those fucking video game-like and like beginnings? Because those little video game-like beginnings only take, you know, 30, 40 seconds, whereas a movie's, you know, an hour and a half. 
And the video, and that's not the gameplay either. You know? No, that's, that's the thing. That's thing that always gets everybody. That's is not the game. And I'm one of those I'm people. Saying. You know, when it comes to E3, the the big video game convention is all these companies come and they talk about games and then just show you CGI renders of what the game, you know, a cutscene from the game, and it's like, don't even come here unless you have something to show. Yeah, yeah. show actual gameplay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why couldn't they make, like, an actual story with plot movie out of, you know, the same way they do those not gameplay things? You know what I mean? They tried well, with that uh, Resident... Not Resident Evil. Um, well, they did that, too, but... Uh, What's it called? Was uh, it Final Close? Fantasy. Yeah, that's right. Was that, like, would a fan, Final Fantasy fan like that? I don't... It, I think it was kind of panned by a lot. But yeah, the first movie didn't do amazing. It looked really cool, and the story was pretty good, but yeah, it didn't look amazing. Or it didn't do amazing. I guess they kind of tried with Beowulf, too, didn't they? Yeah, that was yeah. full rendering off of motion capture. Yeah, it's too bad they can't get it as badass as they seem to do on the video games. Because I'd watch a fucking Pandoria movie. That fucking panda looks badass in that fucking... <laughs> well, I don't know, have you seen yeah. Kung Fu Panda 2? I haven't seen part two yet, which is surprising. The end of Kung Fu Panda 2 is the start of World of Warcraft Mists of Pandaria. It's the same story. Interesting. Uh, like, literally? like Damn near. Oh, okay. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure that at some point, either Blizzard is going to sue Pixar or vice versa. Yeah, I was going to say, so not legally? <laughs> yeah, not legally, but it's close. That's Holy funny. Geez. You know what? Okay, guys, on that legal note, it's now tomorrow in Canada. So, uh, you know what? That's, uh, everybody, that's what we thought <laughs> of Resident Evil and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, uh, you know what? We hope you all enjoyed. I had a blast. Uh, everybody say goodnight. Goodnight! See you!